With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Lovell, and with me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back for our favorite time of the week, which is our picks, and we are now to week 15, which means uh, lots of playoff scenarios starting to come into play here over the next several weeks. Uh, Dylan, this is uh, an interesting slate of games. There's a couple teams here with a chance to uh, clinch their playoff spot. Uh, for other teams, going to try to uh, play the spoiler role here. And if you look at some of our picks, uh, maybe a couple teams that uh, may do do some of the spoiling, I guess, uh, this week. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that have to win to keep their playoff spots, especially, I mean, I think about the Vikings. We'll get to that game against the Chargers, a really big one with the Rams kind of breathing down their necks. Even the Bears technically are still in it. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of things to be decided. I think the most intriguing uh, playoff implication matchup of the weeks, though, are our playoff games in the Clutch Points Fantasy League. I think that's <laughs> what everyone's really going to be caring about on Sunday. Yes, uh, that is for sure. I'm still, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Saquon on the last episode. Saquon let me down, and it was almost sort of like, uh, you know, he was my number one pick this season, and I needed him <laughs> to have a big game for me to advance to the championship in the family league, and sure enough, uh, he kind of just, I don't know. He sort of did what he's done all season. He just didn't have a huge game. And I know he's been injured, and I think that's played a role this year for sure. But uh, that was uh, not ideal. Uh, I'm getting uh, made fun of quite a bit for uh, not making the championship for a fourth straight year. Uh, that's okay. I will uh, I'll hey. kind of, you know, live off of my championship from a year ago. and uh, even, that, the, so. even the Patriots <laughs> lose sometimes. Exactly. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose this week, so spoiler alert <laughs> on that. Um, but, yes, the Clutch Points Fantasy League, Dylan and I trying to – to win our individual matchups so we can meet in the championship and as you know uh, if that happens uh, we might just have to do an extra episode just dedicated <laughs> to the the championship uh, next week but uh, for now we jump into week 15 we start with the Thursday night game and and it's funny because we always say you know we don't spend a lot of time on a Thursday night game because uh, you guys will be listening to this during the game or after the game uh, we're definitely not gonna spend a lot of time this week because uh, it's the Jets at the Ravens the Ravens are 16 and a half point favorites in this one 
I don't know what you say here, Dylan. Uh, this is uh, – <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I didn't make this my lock of the week, um, but uh, I strongly considered it here because I don't think this is going to be close. Yeah, you're probably hoping Lamar Jackson would just sit out for your fantasy matchup. But in terms <laughs> yes. of the game itself, I mean, I do think, honestly, that if the Ravens didn't uh, start Lamar, they'd probably still cruise to a win. I did not make them my lock of the week for that 16.5-point spread. It's just a little high, given that the Jets' defense has been pretty solid, and especially again, on the ground. I think they're uh, second in overall defense on the ground, a bit lower DVO-wise in terms of their efficiency. But I still think they pose at least a matchup where the Jets or the Ravens probably aren't going to cruise to just uh, the same kind of ground and pound stuff that they've done a lot of their games. I think they're going to have to be going to the air a lot more, and I think it'll be interesting for them. Kind of, I mean, yeah, they're going to clinch the division with a win tonight. I don't think there's much doubt they're going to uh, cruise to a victory, but I think they can kind of experiment with some things uh, before the playoffs, some stuff that they may not really be able to get away with when they're really trying to win a game like they did against the 49ers a couple of weeks and some of the other matchups they have coming up. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, fantasy purposes, uh, get off to a nice lead here, sit Lamar. Uh, that would be great for me uh, <laughs> for my playoff matches. But no, like you said, it's this is uh, this is pretty obvious here. The Ravens are huge favorites. The way they've been playing, uh, you don't see the Jets stopping them, and uh, I just don't see the Jets putting up enough offense here. Uh, and this one, the, like we said, the Jets have played a really easy schedule for a while there, but this is sort of where it stops because uh, this is not going to be easy at all, and uh, I would not be surprised if the Ravens do certainly cover that that big spread so we'll see um speaking of uh spreads here and uh teams who should be able to cover them the patriots at the Bengals. patriots nine and a half point favorites in this one uh sort of teased it a minute ago but uh this is my lock of the week i the patriots is a single digit favorite against the <laughs> Bengals. i don't know how and i look dylan we're looking at our sheet here you didn't pick this as yours so yeah um we'll have to go into that but i don't know with all the stuff we talked about uh you know clearly the patriots have the upper hand because of their videotaping of uh, the Bengals sideline i mean that's the difference in this right uh you know we're, we're all making a huge deal of this when it does not matter the patriots are a much better team uh, we said if you want to find a way to get your offense going uh, playing the Bengals is a good spot to be in i do not see the Bengals having a lot of offensive success here and uh, patriots should win this going away yeah, there's just another game that I thought I, I felt a little better about being a lock of my week. We'll get to that one in a sec. But yeah, I mean, this one could be kind of, you could kind of double up. If I was going to do two locks of the week, this would be the next one. I was joking, literally that same exact thing you said about uh, not a single digit favorite in the office yesterday. I was like, man, if you told us, you know, week two or three, the, P- the P- Pats, when they had that 19 point, uh, you know, their 19 point favorites or whatever yeah. it was going into that Miami Dolphins game in week two. If you told me at the end of the year, the Bengals would have one win, the P- Pats would be, you know, sitting in a two seat and they'd only be favored by nine and a half be like oh my god like, how's that even possible but I think it says a lot about the state of the Pats offense I that's the one thing too the Bengals have kind of covered a lot of spreads lately yeah. and uh, I you know their defense has improved over the course of the year I don't think they're much of a threat to the Patriots at all in winning the game and I think if anything Belichick he's you could tell this week he was very annoyed by this whole uh, filming thing because you know it wasn't really related to football operations it was all about the you know their film crew for this documentary series and whatnot so he's just you you know it's you know for whatever's happened in the past he knows for a fact on this one he was not involved and he's pretty annoyed by it so i don't think uh you know in that way for if you're betting on the pass to cover i think you know through the whole game the starters are going to be in they're going to try to shove this <laughs> up the bengal's throat and i think they're going to probably cover as well well you know you, you, we kind of laugh you look at like the history of the 
you know, sports betting and all that. And we all remember sort of the, uh, you know, call 1-800-whatever, you know, for the mm-hmm. stone cold lead lock, you know, of the century, millennium, decade. Uh, this is it for me. I'm just being honest. I, this, this is my stone cold lock of the millennium. Like, this is it. Like, I just <laughs> don't see any chance where the Bengals cover this nine and a half. And I've looked at some, some places it's 10. I don't care. I, I'm still rolling yeah. with the pats here, like you said. Because I do think it's a game where they're going to come out and say, oh, you all of a sudden think we're bad. Well, we're going to come out and score about seven touchdowns here and uh, win this game like 42-3. to three. Uh, I could see that because uh, you, you don't want a pissed-off Patriots team. Let's just put it that way. Like As we know, that's, that's not a good situation to be in if you're an opponent. So um, there you go. The Pats, uh, there's my lock of the week, uh, lock of the year, lock of the decade, whatever you want to use. Um, so this next one, not so much a lock of the decade um, because it does feature two teams that are struggling a little bit. Uh, the Bucks at the Lions. The Bucks, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, I, I mean, we said it last on the last episode, Dylan, the – the Lions are bad right now, and I mean we don't we don't necessarily trust the Bucks, and I think it's why they're only three and a half point favorites in this game. But they should still have enough offense here to be able to to beat the Lions. Um, and again, though, I mean Mike Evans is out for the year, but ah, you know Jameis Winston's dealing with an injury. Still, I still think there's enough here to where the Bucks defense probably should be good enough to, to stop this this Lions offense right now. Yeah, Tampa Bay still has that number one DVOA rush defense. I think that'll be a big difference in this one in terms of Detroit trying to get things going on that side. I mean, yes, they've been able to throw the ball decently well still other than the Minnesota game since David Blau took over, and we'll see what he's able to do in this one. I think fantasy-wise, still got to play Kenny Galladay. I know not the greatest matchup always with (laughs) Blau now as your quarterback, but still a a reliable guy um, on on that end. But, yeah, for the game itself, I mean, the, yeah, the Bucks for everything, uh, all the things we've said uh, poorly about them and all the criticisms, they're still 6-7, and seven, still found a way to win some games. And between these two teams, yeah. they're the team that's playing better football at this point. Uh, both sides of the ball, yeah, no matter what Jameis does, I mean, I, I think their defense has improved enough that it's not Detroit's not going to put up a huge number in that scoreboard, and the Tampa Bay should have enough firepower, even Sands, Mike Evans, to uh, get this one done. Yep, uh, we'll both go with the Bucks on that one. Just not enough trust in the Lions uh, at this point in the season. Uh, the next one, uh, trust issues. <laughs> yeah, sort of a main <laughs> theme with this one here for sure. Uh, the Bears at the Packers. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, you know, this is one going into the season we certainly expected to be probably have Pack a little bit more of a punch, and it still does. Yeah. I mean, you've still got two teams that – or certainly the Packers are in much better shape than the Bears, but the Bears still trying to somehow find their way into the playoffs here. Um, but uh, otherwise, this is a game where you, you don't trust the Bears' offense. Uh, I mean, really, to an extent, uh, the Packers have struggled a little bit too uh, in that area. You know, they, we mentioned yep. that game against the Redskins. They weren't great necessarily in getting that win. Um, so, I, you know, I'll go with the Packers here. And I think the problem is that, you know, I did consider this. I'm like, okay, could this be a lock of the week? Ah, you know, I just mm-hmm. I think this is a field goal type of game. Really, even as bad as the Bears are on offense, um, I just you know there are some things you look at and say, well, I could certainly see this being a situation where this is a low scoring game, and the Packers probably find a way to win, even mm-hmm. if it's a little ugly. 
Yeah, the Bears, I mean, they've put up some points the last couple of weeks against uh, pretty bad defenses, but the Packers have, again, really fallen off there, and especially yep. their run defense, 26th in DVOA. That's going to be a problem for them in the playoffs, especially. I, I, I know they're sitting at the two seed with the tiebreak uh, over the Saints at the moment, but they're a team I'm really going to be concerned about when we get to that point. But for now in this game, I'm going to pick them to win like like you, but again, I, I'm not picking them to cover. I was not going to make them my lock of the week just because, I mean, the Bears have played a lot better. They're a team that, uh, yes, they're very very low percentage chance of making the playoffs with that seven and six record even if they won out they would need a lot of help and i, I just find I, it's, it's too hard for me to go against aaron Rodgers in this one the offense for the packers has been humming still other than that redskins game and i think they'll be able to get it done in this one at least to the point where they'll be able to win but i i could see it being a lot closer than uh, a lot of people think and yeah given where the bears were just a few, few weeks ago that's kind of a crazy thing to say but their offense has played a lot better the last couple of weeks Yep. No, it has, and uh, I still don't trust it at all. And um, no. <laughs> you know, I can see I can see this being a game where Trubisky comes in and throws three interceptions, and all of a sudden the, the Packers, you know, roll. But uh, yeah, I just I feel like it's a grinded out type of game. We've seen that with these two teams, you know, a lot in recent seasons, I guess, uh, in some of these games. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't trust the Packers enough to completely just put this game away, uh, and I certainly don't trust the Bears enough uh, to go on the road and get a big win like this because they just they're just not in a situation where you you know you're buying them as a team that's going to be able to get a win like this so uh yeah we'll both go to the packers here on that one all right to our brand here and um <laughs> we are going on brand uh, with this yes. one the, the texans at the titans the titans are three point favorites at home in this huge game for both teams um you know for afc south supremacy that is uh that is our division and uh this is it i mean this is the game you want at this point in the season and uh i mean you know they they still get to play again but uh this is huge for the titans they have all this momentum right now uh for the texans uh, they after that game against the broncos you assume it's sort of a wake-up call they'll come in with a lot more you know focus and uh attention to detail in this one because if not they could get run off the field in this one too because of how well the titans are playing believe it or not and this is really gonna surprise our regular listeners here but I am going to take the Titans in this game, um, and uh, it's my game of the week. Of course, I'm looking at our sheet. It's our both of our games of the week here for this one. Uh, we do expect this to be a thriller, um, and there you go, Dylan. I will take the Titans, which uh, is probably not going to make Titans fans happy because, like I say, anytime <laughs> I, I start to lean that direction, it seems like they go in the opposite direction. Yeah, this is going to, yeah, like you mentioned, game of the week for myself as well. And yeah, I think all those concerns we've had with the Titans being inconsistent, maybe this is the game where we finally get slapped back the other direction, but I don't think that's the case. I completely believe in what they've been doing on offense with the uh, one of the more versatile attacks, being able to attack on the ground and through the air. Ryan Tannehill, is, as you guys have heard, if you've listened to our podcast the last couple of weeks, I've been just thoroughly enjoying this. It's been a great time watching this guy uh, succeed in Tennessee and possibly get a new contract. We'll see... Uh, long term what he's able to do but at this moment in time he's playing amazing football everything's clicking on that end and for the titans defense i do have concerns still about their secondary and i think uh, one of the things that i would probably bet on if i had to of any of the parts of the betting stuff in this game would be the, the over i have 15 and a half i know that's pretty high but both <laughs> these teams secondaries are 
god awful and then their yeah. both these passing games are amazing so I, I could see there being a lot of points on the board i think it's gonna be a really close game i know it means a little more for the titans for a couple of reasons they if they do tie with the texans winning each one of these games and they end up with the final record being the same they don't get the tie break based on the division um the, uh, their division records uh, assuming the colts don't win out as well or uh, i guess even at that point they probably wouldn't even win out even winning out wouldn't even get them there so yeah i think the texans and titans the titans have a, uh, that and also they have to play the saints next week whereas houston gets tampa bay so a little bit uh, tougher road at home I, I just think the titans find a way to get this one done with a little more on the line yeah uh we'll see um <laughs> I'm just I'm so hesitant when I say that, but uh, yes, uh, they, they have they, they've, they've proven they can yeah that yeah, they have and it's not just sort of a you know whereas sometimes maybe in the past couple of seasons you've seen this from them and say well you know maybe it's this or that or sort of a fluke but this doesn't really feel like a fluke it feels like they are you know fully confident that they are are on a roll here and they know what they're doing and you know they know how to exploit some of the weaknesses that the Broncos exploited last week uh, for the Texans so uh, yeah it's it's hard to look at the Texans after that Broncos game and say I can see them going in and beating a team that's red hot like this uh, so that does make the Titans a uh, better pick here in both of our opinions all right speaking of the Broncos uh, they are on the road at the Chiefs who are nine and a half point favorites in this one to, to be honest and, and not to the same extent but this does feel very similar to the setup of the Broncos at the Texans um, <laughs> really when you think about it but uh, the Chiefs you know they're coming off of that win against the Patriots so were the Texans Texans have just beaten the Patriots um and then you got the Broncos coming in feeling like you know they get this huge win like that and I don't know like I looked at this game and I'll tell you I never considered this as my lock of the week because I just there's something about this Broncos team and we've said it on the past several episodes like they're a team that's built like for the future but Mm -hmm. they're they're right now like they're pretty much hitting their stride i mean they're playing really well uh certainly you look at that texas game but uh and you have those kind of games throughout a season there are going to be weird ones like that we've seen it throughout the year Uh, but we see the nucleus with this team and we're like that's a really good group to build around and and when these guys play really well uh, you could see them putting up some points here uh, against the Chiefs I think Uh, but obviously I'm not going to you know go the opposite direction and say they're going to go in for a second straight Mm -hmm. week and pull off this huge upset Uh, I'll take the Chiefs here but I I would not be surprised if uh, again this is a little bit closer maybe than people think yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either if it's a close game. I, I, I too, did not consider this for a second to be my lock of the week. I thought this spread would probably be closer to eight than nine and a half, uh, given what we've seen from these teams the last few weeks. But yeah, still picking the Chiefs. I, I do believe in what their defense has been able to do through the air. So for the Broncos, I know the Drew Lock show has been a great time, but I think you have to be a bit more disciplined in this game if you're going to uh, possibly win. I think they're going to have to run the ball a lot more. So hopefully fantasy-wise for any um, uh, all these uh, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman owners, hopefully you get something going here because the Chiefs despite what the Pats showed in the the game on Sunday their run defense is still towards the bottom of the league you're still going to be able to pound the rock if you do it well so uh, going back to the first time they played though the Broncos offensive line really struggled against the Chiefs defensive line and I think that's only improved over the course of this year so if the Chiefs build any sort of lead I wouldn't be surprised if they cover but I just it just felt a little too high to pick them as the lock of the week here yeah uh, there you go so we'll both take the Chiefs Uh, I'm someone who I guess thinks it's going to be a little bit closer but like you said true lock this is a 
it's a different situation here going into to Arrowhead, as we know. Uh, not an easy place to play, and, uh, you know, the Chiefs' defense has gotten better, and we saw that uh, against the Patriots. We've seen that against other teams, and uh, it feels like the Chiefs are starting to, you know, finally figure some things out here. I think they're going to be okay moving forward. We don't have a lot of concerns about the Chiefs. So, uh, all right, the Dolphins at the Giants, uh, the real, you know, game <laughs> of the week, I guess, uh, however you want to – from a draft standpoint, it's a big yes. game, uh, that's for sure. So uh, the Giants are three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, here, and the Dolphins back-to-back games here at uh, the stadium where they just they really let me down last week. Uh, they had their chances, but uh, it didn't work out. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm looking at our pick sheet here, Dylan, and I so bad want to just change this on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, but uh, I'm not going to um, – I don't. Know, I really want to though. I'll take the Giants. All right, there. It's on. It's on record. I can't go back now and switch it. But I really think this is another situation where I. I don't know. I just feel like the Dolphins are going to play well here. Um, and I, you know, obviously a three and a half point spread is not something. These are just two bad teams. And so, to be honest, you have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Uh, I will take the Giants. Oh look! Wait! Look at this. Hold on. As I'm speaking here. Uh, this is, I mean, this is podcasting. If you guys want to go behind the curtain and really go behind the scenes here, I am speaking all this, and apparently I am convincing Dylan as I'm yes. speaking to change his pick because that's exactly what he just did. Yeah, I was going to go with the Giants. I, that was what I put picked yesterday when I made the picks. And over the course of the day, there was an article that I read earlier, too, kind of about, you know, the Giants, you know, purposely trying to be, you know, starting to kind of uh, win while we're building on the fly. And it just didn't work. And now what the Dolphins are doing, it's kind of about the state of each organization. I think fundamentally, that's part of it, too. I, I just think like what the Dolphins are doing at this point with Brian Flores and their whole organization with their plan and the draft and everything is much more sound than what is going on with the Giants. We don't know if Pat Shermer is going to be around next year. A lot of uncertainty. I know they almost beat the Eagles, but the Eagles have been just absolutely awful the last few weeks. So yeah, yeah. I just I think for the for the sake of where I uh, you know where these organizations are and what I think about what they're both doing, I got to give my nod to the Dolphins. Even though there's part of me that thinks the Giants are just going to find a way to win and the Dolphins still aren't there, but you know maybe they've they've won a few games now. They've beaten some uh, better teams than the Giants, that's for sure. So we'll see what the Dolphins can do here. I mean, the Giants are. All, equally as bad it's it's yeah right on par with our jets dolphins game of the week last week it should be another one two-point game here yeah this is two teams that find ways to lose and picking a game like that is not ever easy because uh, you never know which one's gonna sort of out lose the other uh, when it comes to to plays in the fourth quarter but all right there you go dylan dylan cheated he picked the dolphins um <laughs> he let he let me describe all the reasons to pick them and then he switches pick. But I'll, I'll stick with the Giants because the Dolphins let me down when I tried to uh, pick them against the Jets. So, uh, all right. The Eagles at the Redskins. The Eagles, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, I, speaking of ugly games, like I, I just think this could be really ugly because the Eagles, as we've seen, and we certainly watched them uh, on Monday night against the Giants and saw how that game played out, but – this is another one where I just with the Eagles, I don't know. Like I I don't know what you do with the Eagles right now. I mean, they're this is not a team that should they make the playoffs, um, this is this is just not a team you're 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 buying anymore. I mean, they're just one that it's clear Alshon Jeffrey, you know, he's out now and it's just I don't know. I I was very tempted here to pick the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Like I almost made this my my upset of the week because 
I just don't. The Eagles are sort of in a spot where I don't trust them at all. They're they're starting to hit Bears territory for me, um, and I, I'll pick them here. But this is not a confident pick at all. Yeah, same here. I mean, I also considered picking them, which is just crazy to think just a few weeks ago. And I don't have any confidence in the Eagles. I still think at this point the Cowboys will probably end up beating them next week and win the division. But we'll, I think we'll learn a lot maybe, or hopefully we'll learn something about both these teams on Sunday. I, I, it just came down to me picking the Eagles here. The Redskins the offensive line just being absolutely abysmal. I think the Eagles will eat them up up front. I think Dwayne Haskins is still, you know, <laughs> things are not exactly clicking on that side of the ball. So while everything... All, while Washington's defense, you know, last week had a great performance against the Packers, holding them to 20 points, really given what they've done all season. They, they've had a number of games against these better teams where they've held them down. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is really low scoring. I know the over-under is only at 39, but I'd probably lean towards the under on this one. Yeah. Uh, the, the only way it's probably going to go over is if you get some sort of turnovers deep in uh, each other's territory or a pick six, something like that. But yeah, I think the Eagles just have enough talent to get this one done. But yeah, I mean, I won't be shocked by any means if the Redskins win this one. If your fantasy championship this week or your semifinal game is depending on someone from this game, uh, good luck because, uh, like you said, I I don't see this hitting that that number at all. I think this is probably a low scoring type of game. Uh, I we'll see, but yeah, I this is a weird game. Even from a betting perspective, I stay away from this one because uh, I'm not trusting the Eagles, and uh, you certainly not trusting the Redskins. But uh, there you go. So it's back to back games uh, with teams just don't really trust here, uh, in, in those two. So. Uh, all right, the next one is the Seahawks at the Panthers. The Seahawks are six-point favorites in this one. Um, look, I'm pretty confident about the Seahawks winning this game, but uh, Dylan, you seem to be more confident than I am. Yeah, I know they had a pretty bad performance against the Rams, and you could say the Rams played well, and sure they did, but I think Seattle's going to bounce back here against a team that I'm now buying into what you were <laughs> trying to tell me the week before in terms of the Panthers kind of being demoralized by the firing of Ron Rivera. Uh, so they're going to be back home now uh, rather than Atlanta. I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like, but I just see Seattle uh, you know, looking at themselves in the mirror saying, you know, we're better than what we put on the field last Sunday, and I think they're going to cover that six-point spread. I think there's too much firepower in their offense. I I think the running the ball, Chris Carson, fantasy wise, if you have him, this could be a huge week. As as I've said, you know, time in and time out on this podcast, Carolina ranks at the bottom and run defense DVOA. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be a long day for them. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball incredibly well against Seattle because one thing they do defend well is the run. There, I've uh, been pretty bad against the pass, but Kyle Allen's performed pretty abysmally against other bad pass defenses. I just I just don't see the Panthers scoring enough points to keep up, and I think the Seahawks at least win by a touchdown. All right, we'll talk about the Seahawks here in a second. We were going to do this for, for some of these teams. So let's, in the NFC, let's go back real quick here uh, to the playoff scenario for the Packers. So the the Packers, we mentioned they're playing the Bears. They can, play, they can clinch a playoff spot if they, in two ways. They can win plus a Rams loss or a tie, or they can tie against the Bears and then the Rams lose. So either one of those scenarios the Packers are in. Now, let's get to the fun part, to where the Seahawks can clinch a playoff berth. <laughs> Uh, the 10-3 Seahawks here. Here's, here's, here's the different scenarios for them. They can win plus the Rams lose or tie, or they can win plus the Vikings lose, or they can win plus the Packers lose and the Vikings tie, <laughs> or the Seahawks tie 
and the Rams lose. So really, in a lot of these scenarios, people really need the Rams to lose this week. Um, if you really, yeah. you know, combine, everybody wants the Rams to lose. Uh, so there you go. That's a little bit of a, a complicated. And wait again, we're not in a situation where we think the Seahawks are going to miss the playoffs. But yeah. uh, there's it's your only clinching. A of time. Yes, there, there's your <laughs> clinching scenario uh, for this week. Something tells me that scenario gets a little bit easier uh, probably next week uh, if they win this game. So uh, there you go. Seahawks, uh, both of us still in the lock of the week uh, there for Seattle. All right, the afternoon game. So we've already had several of these here. And let, let's just add this one to the mix. Uh, a game between two teams that you have no idea what you're going to get when they step on the field. Jaguars at the Raiders. Raiders are six and a half point favorites in this one. No thank you to that six and a half point spread because uh, I, I I was I was all on the Raiders bandwagon, man. I I was on the Raiders bandwagon a lot longer than I was that Bengals uh, one week bandwagon after <laughs> after week one. Uh, but I am firmly back off the Raiders bandwagon now because uh, as we've seen, they have not looked good. In recent weeks, uh, even if Josh Jacobs plays, you know, I don't know what they – they're in a situation where I know John Gruden has said, look, we're, we are we still have a chance to make the playoffs, and I guess, you know, yes, to an extent they do, but um, th- this is one they should win, but I don't know what we're going to see from the Raiders. Um, it's clear that they are a team that's going to have to make some decisions in the offseason, some pretty important ones mm-hmm. uh, at several key positions. Uh, but that's the same we can say for the Jags, too, because the Jags are a mess. Uh, so the Raiders are at home, and uh, I'll give the Raiders the nod here. Yeah, going to go with the Raiders. Uh, one big thing, too, I mean, the last game in Oakland for them, which is I'm just, it's going to be crazy emotional. So that could go a couple of ways. I know last year they, they beat up on the Broncos at the end of the year when they didn't know if they were going to be possibly playing somewhere else this past uh, for the 2019 yeah. season. And uh, I, I anticipate them having a similar effort. The Jags, I mean, I mentioned it last time about their last three games, but even their last four games, they've been outscored a combined 148 to 54. It's been just ugly football from them on both sides of the ball. They have be able to stop anyone on the ground you get josh jacobs coming back here i just think with the emotion in the crowd everything going on with the raiders uh and overall for them yeah they have a lot of question marks going into the offseason too but I, I do think they have a better direction with a lot of really good young players I know it was only one game against the Broncos in week one, but Jonathan Abram, that safety was looking amazing. All these rookies have just really played well individually. And while, the, while it's kind of fallen apart the last few weeks, I just think there's too much here for them against a Jaguar team that's been awful not to win this game. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pick it as my lock of the week because the Raiders also have been pretty inconsistent the last few weeks. Yeah, like you said, that emotion probably plays a role in this one. And uh, if you want me to go through the, uh, the playoff clinching scenario uh, for the Raiders, what they need, uh, let's see. They they need the Chiefs to lose, the Ravens to lose, the Patriots to lose. <laughs> Let's just go down the line. Uh, they need everyone to lose, basically, uh, to have a chance here. But, uh, yes, uh, playoffs probably not looking like a possibility anymore, uh, even though the Raiders were firmly in the mix there several weeks ago. just haven't played well uh, the past uh, couple weeks here. But, uh, yeah, it should be a fun atmosphere. It should be uh, a big game. And knowing what the Jags did last week against the Chargers, uh, this could be a blowout or it could be a frustrating game uh, for Raiders fans before uh, they hit the road uh, for vegas so uh frustration is probably the theme with this next game too the browns at the cardinals the browns are two and a half point favorites in this one this is one too where if you went back early in the season or before the season and said let's look ahead to week 15 and see what's the spread going to be with the browns playing the team that had the number one pick in the draft uh we would have said probably a little bit higher than two and a half but uh that's where the browns are this is where the cardinals are and um i I don't know. I'm going to pick the Browns, but uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows there's 
Any, any pick I make of the Browns is not going to be confident whatsoever anymore. Uh, I just don't buy it with them. I'm just – I am. I, I, there's another bandwagon I haven't been on in a while. Like, I have not – they just – this is not the team we expected it to be. Um, they just – they don't have the consistency. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from them. Uh, I know we can kind of say that about the Cardinals too, but uh, I don't know what we're going to get in this game. I could see a 38-35 <laughs> shootout. Um, I could see both quarterbacks turn it over three times and it you know yep. results in a pretty ugly game. Uh, who knows? But uh, the Browns are the better team. Uh, will they play like it? Good luck trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's why I picked the Browns as well, just because the Cardinals have been, you know, so so up and down. I mean, they had a couple of games where they really gave 49ers great challenges, and that's partially partially matchup based. But yeah, in this one, I'm picking the Browns to win. I don't feel amazing about it. The Cardinals did just give the Steelers a good run for their money. If Deontay Johnson doesn't return that punt, could have been a, a very different result, and the playoff picture would look a little better for Cleveland. I, at this point, their playoff hopes are not over. I think they find a way to win in this. It'll be fun from the terms of these are the last two. You know, Heisman Trophy winners, uh, two guys of our good friends, obviously uh, Baker and King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury do not have the best relationship, but I, I know Kingsbury noted that it's uh, been fine lately, so that's all good. I, I still just think the Browns are a better team, and that's why I'm going to pick them to win. Uh, I, but at the same time, like you said, you, you really you just can't trust these guys at this point, so could see it going the other way. All right, I'm going to throw you a question here, and I'm going to put you on the spot. And uh, anyone listening to this can weigh in on this too. Uh, oh, as of as of right now, are you, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray for the next five years as your quarterback? As soon as you started asking that question, I knew exactly what it was going to be. <laughs> and I started trying to think about it, and here we are now, and I'm still thinking about it. Next five years, wow. It is – I, I mean, haven't completely jumped in, off the Baker you know, train. Yeah. And I think that with a maybe a better situa- uh, coach and a better situation, I the thing is, you know, it's supposed to be the guy that worked out with Freddie um, last year and the, their chemistry was supposed to lead into this year. So I'm not completely jumping off the Baker train. I'm going to say Baker, <laughs> but I'm probably going to regret that when Kyler Murray uh, has a huge sophomore year next year. <laughs> well, like I said, you have more of a sample size with Baker, but um, it, it's an interesting question, and I literally just thought about that. I, if that's been a debate, I, I assume people have probably been debating that this week. Maybe. I don't know, but I literally just thought about that. I was thinking, you know, we were mentioning the Kingsbury thing and all that, and I was like, you know, who would you rather have? And uh, I don't know. I I think I'm probably in that that same to where, if, let's say, some significant changes are made with the Browns, you know, the right system and all that. But I don't know, man. Kyler Murray's just uh, – and it may be – you know, it's the same thing with him, though, I guess you could say. I mean, you take Kyler Murray outside of that system, and what do you get? And it's sort of uh, – I don't know. It's uh, it's a fascinating question. That's one we'll we'll dive into more in the offseason when we have more uh, discussion <laughs> yes. on that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll do some fun stuff. Uh, like that in the offseason uh all right the vikings at the chargers the vikings are two-point favorites in this one um you know probably sort of a home game for the vikings here i assume the uh minnesota faithful will travel well uh, to (laughs) this uh as we always know it seems to be the case a lot when you play at the chargers um i'm gonna take the vikings here i i can understand your thinking and we'll get to your thinking in a second uh but i just you know the chargers as we say they're a team that you just we saw what they did against the jags great but we've also seen what they did against bad teams Mm -hmm. elsewhere and it's like eh, the vikings have been really good and they've been good about sort of winning games like this and so i will take a chance here and say that you know even if adam thielen doesn't play 
I still think they're going to have enough here uh, to, to get the win. Yeah, if we didn't have that Titans-Texans game, I almost was going to make this my game of the week. I know the Chargers yeah. are 5-8, and eight, not exactly a threat to anyone, but that's probably where they're most dangerous. I think without the pressure on the Chargers, yes. that changes a lot of things for how they've been playing the last couple of weeks. Derwin James's return changes a lot of things for how they've been playing the last couple of weeks. And while, yes, I, I do think it's going to be a predominantly Vikings crowd, it's, uh, that didn't really hold the Chargers back from beating down on the Packers when it was all green and gold in the stadium that on that Sunday. So I'm, I'm picking the Chargers. I... <laughs> I won't be shocked if the Vikings win. I think the Vikings are still the better team, but there's a lot of pressure on Minnesota right now. It looked like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like the teams in the NFC were kind of set, and now the Rams, despite my best wishes, are now lingering around, <laughs> ready to try to possibly get back into this. If your picks are right in these couple of games, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be pretty much out of it at this week. But yeah. if, my, if I get my picks right, well, as we'll get into that game coming up, they're going to be sitting right there. I just think in this one, the Chargers do have enough on offense. They've been playing better as a team and running the ball better i think minnesota you know their defense has been kind of inconsistent against some bad offenses they've been amazing against better ones they've been right in the middle of the pack i just think i I don't i see this as being a game where Kirk cousins and that offensive line does struggle against uh, the front for the chargers they've really improved over the course of the uh, last few weeks and i think that defense for the chargers is the reason why they will find a way to eat this one out and i I, yeah it's my upset of the week it's going to be a good one Oh, boy. Dylan picking the Chargers. What have we gotten to at this point? Uh, I mean, he picked them last week, but uh, that was against the Jags. This is against the Vikings. So uh, I would like to point out that difference. But, uh, yeah, I I can see it, though. Like, like I could see this being a situation where, like you said, you sort of see everything start to fall in the way of the Rams. Uh, But we'll get to that game now as the Rams are on the road against the Cowboys the Rams are one and a half point favorites uh, in this one. You said if all my picks sort of go according to plan, you won't have to worry about the Rams in the playoff picture uh, because I do think the Cowboys win this game. And this is my upset of the week because I legitimately have no other upsets anywhere else, uh, I guess. <laughs> so uh, this is, and we know how that's going to work out for me. So uh, as we see every single week, there's a, several that you look at and say, well, how did that happen? Um, so the fact that I don't have any upsets really anywhere else, that should tell you something, but I don't know. Like, this is Jared Goff mm-hmm. on the road. I know he's played better, and I know he played well against the Cardinals, but I just, this just feels a little bit different to me because the Cowboys are in a situation now to where, look, I mean, it's, yes, they've played bad. Yes, they're six and seven, mm-hmm. but you win this game, and, you know, you're feeling really good about where you're at in, in the playoff picture. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I, I'm not confident about that, but there's just something about the Rams as well as they yeah. play the past couple weeks. I just feel like this is a spot where even if the Cowboys are done with Jason Garrett and they just don't care anymore, uh, I think they may be able to find enough here uh, to get this win. Yeah, I don't fully trust the Rams as well, obviously, over the last... I did pick them to lose the Cardinals in that game a couple <laughs> weeks ago, just hoping my sanity would be uh, laid to rest. But no, in this one, I, I can't... You know, I, I could see it going both ways. I thought of this as possible game of the week. I think you had it before you had to make it your upset of the week as your game of the week. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a really good one and going simultaneously with that Vikings-Charger game. I'm going to be super into it because, yeah, if the Rams win and the Vikings lose, they'll have, they have the tiebreak over Minnesota and uh, only a few games left, obviously, so they need to make up some ground but no in this one 
uh, Cowboys, part of this is for me is going back to even the playoff game last year where the Rams beat the Cowboys. Completely different Rams team and what we've been seeing lately, but their defense has also improved. But in that way, it's more about the scheme. And the, the Cowboys have a similar defensive scheme to the Seahawks, a team that the Rams consistently, even when they've been down this year, have been able to move the ball against. I think it's going to, and they're, another similarity between those two teams is they don't really adapt <laughs> that well yeah. to their opponents. They kind of are who they are on defense. The Cowboys have been abysmal on that side. I think Jared off and another yes it's this is a you know a road game but it's another environment that's similar to arizona i don't think it's really that much of a home field advantage for dallas there's going to be a lot of the air in that stadium is going to be a lot of uncertainty given how they've played the last few weeks i just think the rams defense is really going to be the big factor here the cowboys offense has played well against bad defenses uh, against really good ones uh when these top 10 defenses if you go down the list they have not put up a ton of points the rams still in the top uh, six in dvoa at this point on that side of the ball they've really figured it out they're really able to line up and do a lot more man than they did before they got Jalen Ramsey and uh, you know they've been starting Taylor Rapp a lot more obviously the last few weeks so I just think there's enough going on that side of the ball they're playing better that I'm going to pick the Rams I know our producer would you know, made a note that I should keep picking against the Rams because they keep winning when I do that but you know I just I have to go with my gut on this actual game itself and I think they're going to get it done yeah I'm trying to take you out of it like I'm trying to you know last week I said we're going to keep you back in but uh, I think now I'm trying to take you out of this whole equation if we if we see this this play out with some of these games uh this week like we said with the uh the vikings of course and uh against the chargers got to see all, all these other teams uh but yeah the cowboys eh I don't, I don't love it, but uh, I'll take them here. Uh, I guess some Cowboys fans probably though are wondering, you know, maybe we just lose because then you know Jason Garrett's gone, well, and uh, you know the thing is they could lose this week and still you know, win out against their yeah. two. You know, they beat the Eagles, and I think it's either the Giants or Redskins in Week 17. So they, they yeah. still are in prime position to go eight and eight and host that <laughs> wild card. Game. That's insane. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it's just again there's there's another discussion for the off season is this uh, <laughs> this playoff setup when you have a they, they team like that hosting uh probably a you know 12, 12 and, four. and four yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh wow anyways uh all right falcons at the 49ers uh the niners 11 point favorites and this one pretty close to making this my lock of the week because i just you know the falcons had a great week against the panthers but as we said i think that was more about uh, sort of the situation in carolina uh, than anything uh this is one calvin ridley's out for the year now we know julio's there but I don't see the Falcons just getting anywhere close to having enough offense here consistently. I know what happened in that game against the Saints, but I just feel like this is a different situation. Uh, Niners coming back home, I think they'll play better defense. I mean, we know Richard Sherman's injured and all that, but eh, I'm I'm still pretty Mm -hmm. pretty much rolling with with the Niners here to get a pretty convincing win. Yeah, I know I already have one lock of the week and then kind of a pseudo lock of the week with the Patriots. <laughs> I consider this one as well. I know I don't think Kyle Shanahan really took some of the comments from Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan too well after the Super Bowl. There. There's a lot of blame placed on him for how some of the things went uh, down the stretch of Super Bowl. Uh, I guess that was 51 now yeah. uh, when they blew that huge lead to the Patriots. I think he's going to come into this game and just blow the Falcons out. I think it's <laughs> similar to how I feel about Belichick against the Bengals given everything yeah. that's happened this past week. I, think the, I don't think the 49ers are going to hold back whatsoever you know they've had a lot of really tough opponents lately and they've they went through that slate and they, they weathered the storm and now they're going to be back home i think they're just going to blow out the falcons in this one uh, there's no way their defense is gonna be able to stop the niners now that especially with jimmy g clicking on that side they the balance of their offense the way their defense is played i just think this is a recipe for a really big butt whooping yeah i, I think so too uh, it's gonna be ugly for uh 
for the Falcons, and I don't know if that's a huge surprise, uh, to be honest, because it's sort of been ugly for most of the year at this point. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's probably another team that's going to have uh, a change in leadership there, uh, as we've said a couple times here going into next season. Uh, all right, this is uh, the, the primetime Sunday night game, a uh, huge game here uh, for both teams, the Bills at the Steelers. The Steelers are two-point favorites in this one. Um, this is uh, this is a game here. I almost made it my game of the week, but I think it's probably going to be more yeah. of a, a defensive lovers kind of game versus mm-hmm. a, an offensive explosion for sure. Um, I went back and forth on this one quite a bit uh, because I just – and look, and that's what I said. This, I mean, the, the over-under in this game is 36. Like, that's just – that's insane. But that's what you're going to get. Like, it's going to be – a low-scoring game, um, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm picking the Steelers here. I just think there's something about this team. When we keep saying it, I mean, they just keep finding ways to win. Uh, yeah. and, and we say that about the Bills too. But just the Steelers, what they've overcome this year, probably getting James Conner and Juju back as well. Um, I don't know. I, I just think the Steelers are in a spot here to where they're going to be able to to do some things against Josh Allen, make enough plays uh, to where they're able to get a win. Yeah, that Josh Allen victory against the Cowboys doesn't look so, on Thanksgiving, doesn't look so sparkling now at this point. And it, it starts to make me question a little bit of what Buffalo's been able to do against some of these better teams. But they did stick into that game against the Ravens last week, kept it close. And I know the Steelers, another really tough defensive team. I Yeah, the over-under in this game, 36 and a half. You have uh, DVOA-wise, Steelers third in d- total defense, Bills fifth on offense the Bills 22nd the Steelers 30th so you have really uh yeah like you said a defensive lover's dream if uh, for if you love defense and that's you really like that Rams Patriots Super Bowl last year this might be your game of the week I think it's going to be a really bruising physical kind of classic uh you know going back to some of those Steeler Bills games probably in the early 90s and some of those years when the Bills were still clicking on offense but the Steelers still had a strong defense it's going to be an old school kind of game I have the Bills winning and clinching uh, playoff spot and, and say goodbye to that you know having that whatever it was 17 straight years or 18 <laughs> straight years without a playoff berth I think they're going to clinch it this weekend uh, I just trust their offense a bit more I, you know I talked it is at home for the Steelers and that's a, uh, definitely a consideration on that end compared to last week but the Steelers without that Deontay Johnson punt returning against the Cardinals they probably lose that game and uh, I just I really don't trust their offense at this point and you know that's the Arizona's defense which is one of the worst in the NFL and you're going from that to a Buffalo units it's in the top five I just think that's such a huge adjustment and I well yeah like you said though the Steelers defense is so dominant that they could just turn it their way so I'm really looking forward to it just think if I had to pick if I have to pick one (laughs) as we do for all these games it's going to be the my Buffalo Bills yeah should have known you were going to go with your Buffalo Bills but uh, actually a tweet came out by recording this and uh Ian Rapport put this out and it's from one of the NFL network guys I think it's uh, Mm -hmm. talking about if the um if the Ravens lock up their playoff seeding by week 17, so let's say they lock up the first round or the number one seed yeah. or whatever uh, before that week 17 game against the Steelers, they'll probably sit Lamar Jackson. And, yep. you know, even if the Steelers are in a situation where they can make the playoffs with a win there, 
the Ravens will set Lamar Jackson, play RG3, and, um, you know, that could factor in. But we still have a long way to go before we get to that point because uh, getting a win here for the Steelers would be huge uh, towards, you know, making that game even more important possibly mm-hmm. and uh, having a situation where uh, they are in a spot to make the playoffs despite uh, essentially, you know, losing all the different guys that have uh, been such a huge part of their success yeah. over the past several years. Uh, we know that big three on offense, but uh, just, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about where they're at right now. And having the potential to, to move to 9-5 to and five here, uh, it's pretty insane when you think about it. Uh, all right, we wrap it up with the Monday night game. The Colts at the Saints. The Saints are nine-point favorites uh, in this one. Uh, this one, to me, is pretty – I just, you know, Colts offense is not – they're not the Niners. Uh, they're not a team that's going <laughs> to gonna come in and just, uh, I think, be able to exploit all these weaknesses uh, of the Saints defense or anything like that. Uh, I feel pretty kind of – this was – I want to say this was probably my three number three block of the week, <laughs> I thought. Uh, I consider this – I just I think the Saints bounce back in a big way here, and I just don't think the Colts have enough offense to win this game. Yeah, exactly that. I, even if the Colts do put up some points, which, yeah, the Saints, I mean, the Niners are a different breed for sure. But the Saints, the injuries they're having in the interior of their offense of their defensive line, obviously losing Davenport as well. I just yep. I, I do I do see a way for the Colts to kind of maybe stay in this game a bit, and that's why I didn't make it my lock of the week. But I just think the firepower on that Colts off or sorry the Saints offense, I don't think they're going to be able to be stopped. No Super Bowl forty for revenge for the Colts in this one I think the Saints win this one going away and uh, potentially you know they still still a lot of uh, seating in the NFC on the line here yes they've clinched their division but they very much have a buy in their minds yep they do uh over under this was 46 like you said you could I could see this going over here um even though I don't trust the, the Colts offense that much um it's just I mean I don't know I don't, like you said I don't think the Colts stopped the Saints at all uh so yeah uh, Saints should get a big win here and uh get a little bit of the momentum back after that wild game uh, against the Niners so uh, all right that wraps it up our uh, week 15 picks here uh for what should be another wild week uh, of games uh because you do have all these playoff scenarios and you've got teams that really need to win this week uh should make uh for some fun action but uh Dylan uh tell everybody where they can uh, find all of our great stuff over clutch points lots of great uh, stuff going up here as we get closer and closer to the start of the playoffs yeah tons of NBA content but also yeah NFL wise tons of stuff going into these playoff matchups and we'll start getting into some of these more of these uh, questions you've been kind of alluding to in terms of uh, offseason stuff we'll start probably getting those out as you know editorials with our writers as well especially for teams not making the postseason that are already going to be starting to look towards uh, free agency and uh, eventually the draft so we'll have a ton of that content I know there's still a lot of you in the fantasy football playoffs as we are so we have our stardom cinema articles for each position out right now if you search fantasy football on clutchpoints.com all those will pop up all of our nfl content under the nfl tab there you can find all of it as well in our clutch points app you can follow the games live uh, whether it be you're watching or not um, on tv you can uh, follow along with analysis within the app you know to communicate with fans all sorts of stuff so appreciate all the listeners and all the readers and yeah uh, really excited this week maybe there's a few games that were easier than the past weeks when we really struggled making these picks i think there's a lot of bigger spreads but overall still so much on the line with the playoffs coming up yep uh great stuff uh, going on over clutch points check all that out uh, subscribe to the podcast and look i even gave you free content ideas for anyone listening to 
this uh, Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray in the next five years. Hey, so, we might need to write. We not, might need to have a writer put that up pretty we soon. We might need to. We <laughs> may need to discuss it uh, once we get to the offseason. So uh, yeah, uh, be sure to check all that stuff out. Like you said, uh, NFL, NBA, MLB. There's all kinds of stuff over there. Check out Clutch Points. Subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we will be back next time here on the podcast to uh, take a look uh, at the takeaways from uh, Week 15, and uh, as we start to look ahead to the next week, which as we know, only several weeks left uh, here in the regular season should make for a fun uh, playoff race in the NFL. So uh, thanks as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.